0: Good afternoon, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here from Go Baller and the Family Feud Sports Podcast. Back here after a week off with some NBA playoff action recap and review, sitting with the godfather, Mr. Allen Dell, and giving some time for these first-round playoff games and matchups to digest a little bit here. We made our playoff predictions last weekend, now back... With some reworking of those predictions and some overall analysis, Mr. Allendale, what are your thoughts so far? Most of these games going into Game Five tonight. We got Bucks Celtics Game Five, Heat Sixers Game Five, Spurs Warriors Game Five, and some intense action last night in the Utah Oklahoma City series. Another big game coming up this week with Game Five of Indiana and Cleveland. What's that? What say you? What are your biggest takeaways right now? What are you burning on right now in sports in the NBA?
1: I'm gonna pat myself on the back because before the playoffs started, I said, watch Utah. I, I, you know, Donovan Mitchell was getting a lot of criticism. Oh, he's a rookie. Won't be able to do anything. Oklahoma City has the so-called big three. And then I I brought it up that no one's mentioning Ricky Rubio, excellent player. He had that big night uh, with 28 points, but he doesn't have to score that much. Last night, he had, what, 13 points, seven rebounds, five assists, something in that neighborhood. So, uh, I, I think the, uh, the they're falling apart, Oklahoma City. I, my, my prediction is if they don't turn around, Billy Donovan's going to get fired. I think the they, they were totally out of sync last night. They were like a bunch of playground guys. You didn't have to put a lot of blame on Russell Westbrook. He, he got over-obsessed with, with uh, stopping Ricky Rubio and he, other defensive assignments he should have been do, doing, like helping teammates. He, he avoided them or ignored them. To stop Ricky Rubio, he played right into their hands, Utah's hands. So, uh, Mello, we are, we're, we are witnessing the end of Carmelo Anthony's career. He cannot do anything. I saw him play last year. He really had trouble finishing. Now he can't finish. He can't shoot. And he's got $25 million next year on a guaranteed contract, so he'll be in Oklahoma City because <laughs> it's not a team in the league that's going to take him.
0: So things might be going bad off the court. I mean, on the court for Melo, but off the court, the guy's going to be raking in some big no, bucks. Hey, that, that, that's hey, for sure. to
1: Phil Jackson. He, well,
0: he, Carmelo he, Anthony, 14.2 points per game in this series. That's below his season average of, what, about 15, 16 points and, a game.
1: And him and Westbrook are both shooting under 29% on three-pointers.
0: 23% for Melo on threes. How about this? Per game average, he is one and a half for six and a half. So, averaging one and a half makes on six and a half attempts from three point range that's absolutely atrocious um, shooting thirty seven percent from the field overall, and just what half an assist per game, you know six and a half boards, I guess you contribute a little bit in that in that aspect, but the guy's missing uh, gimmies he, he's missing wide open yeah, shots was. in the paint right he, he's missing shots in rhythm in transition, a couple of those shots even when he looks like he's not hes- when he's not hesitating to l- let it go. He's still missing badly. These shots aren't even close right now.
1: He may may have lost his confidence, too. Uh, I don't see why not. But but that's a team of individuals. They don't play any team ball. And Utah is just the opposite. And and you you can make a case maybe Utah's got better players.
0: Yeah. I mean, 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 look, I mean, talk about the big three. And I'm I'm not going to let you pat. If if you're going to pat yourself on the back. I'm gonna pat. You got to pat my back first because I'm the one that said Utah's gonna win the whole damn thing in our yeah, last podcast did. episode. So you still think I'm crazy for saying that, and everyone still does. But just watch when they get into the second round, they're gonna upset either Golden State or the Houston Rockets. It's gonna be golden. It's gonna be the Houston Rockets in round two if they wind up pulling out of this Thunder series. But no, I said big three. I'm talking about Utah's big three, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Ricky Rubio. That's what I'm talking about, a big three right there. How about
1: Joe Ingles?
0: Joe Ingles is the man. man that's, he's like the slow version of Manu Ginobili when Manu Ginobili was in his prime. This guy, Joe Ingles, he's bigger. He can play defense. He can knock down the three. The guy can run the point and set up the offense for this Utah Jazz team. He's a very smart player. Kind of came out of nowhere over the last couple of years. He had a, he had a nice playoff run last year with Utah as well. But, um, you know, you add Joe Ingles to the mix. You got you add guys like Rodney O'Neal. Um, you add guys like Derek Favors, a former number two overall pick, who's been playing very well. He, he can get you 15 to 20 points in, in a in a snap. Uh, Derek Favors can. This is a good team, not to mention Jay Crowder. He's good on defense, not the greatest outside shooter in the world. But Utah is showing that they're a true basketball team. They play the right way on both sides of the ball, shut down defense, and not to mention Donovan Mitchell, is way better than Gordon Hayward will ever be. So yeah. the, the star, the quote-unquote star that they lost from last year's playoff run, they're an even better team than they were back then. You heard Joe Ingles in the post game last night on TNT, is that he's not surprised at the success they're having. He was surprised that they came out of the gate slow. Utah had a bad start; they were quite a few games under 500, and then after you know midway through the season, they really turned it on. So this has been one of the best teams in the league since midway through the NBA season. Right. I mean, o- overall, uh, wh- let's let's just jump the gun a little bit here. Let's say the Oklahoma City doesn't c- come back from being down three to one. How do you like now that we're at Houston three to one over Minnesota? We're not going to talk too much about that after Houston's 50 point third quarter looks like they're taking care of minnesota no worries i mean even if minnesota would have won that game it would have been really tough for them to get a game in houston we got houston up three to one we got utah up three to one those two teams could play each other in the second round i've been telling you utah will upset houston for the last couple months what are your thoughts on that potential second round Um, matchup D'Antoni versus quinn snyder on the sideline jazz versus rockets what what are your initial thoughts on that potential second round uh, matchup looks very likely at this point I, i hate
1: jumping the gun because the series isn't over until it's over but I think it'll be an entertain me a little bit it'll, here. it'll be an interesting series, uh, Quinn Snyder. I'll take him over Mike D'Antoni. Uh, it'll it'll be very interesting. Their defense be able. To, how can they shut them down? Slow down Houston, and, and can Houston stop uh, Utah? So it'll be very interesting. And the and the, and the key man again could be Ricky Rubio. The way he plays the game, he plays the game the right way. Unselfish, great defense, can steal the ball.
0: I mean, just you know, Rookie Rubio had that 28-point game, and it's absolutely ridiculous that Westbrook tried to shut him down as hard as he did because he's obviously it, – it, it just goes to the selfishness of Russell Westbrook as, as a player that – he gets he didn't even care so much about the jazz winning that game he just cared about ricky rubio outperforming him and outscoring him in that in that sense on offense so now he comes out he's trying to guard a guy who's never been known for the three-point shooting he's given up open driving lanes to other teammates not playing help defense because he's so concerned of guarding ricky rubio at the three-point line i mean Ricky Rubio has had his best shooting year of his career this year, but even in the postseason, he's barely shooting a hair over 30%. So Ricky Rubio has been kind of off from downtown or outside in this series, and he's still averaging 18.5 points a game eight assists a game ricky rubio is averaging 7.8 rebounds per game right now two steals a game and almost one full block per game this guy is doing it all around ricky rubio playing on defense i never even knew he was that good of a defensive player in the past but he's very smart very pesky knows how to get his hands in there knock out loose balls so you add that to donovan mitchell's explosiveness i told you before donovan mitchell reminds me of two guys who are first ballot hall of famers and michael jordan and dwayne wade he's not as tall as they were he's not as big as they were but he's as explosive and has that silky smooth jump shot. He's actually a better three-point shooter, in my opinion, than either of those two guys were. I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just telling you future things to come from the Jazz. They found their franchise player, their best franchise player, since Karl Malone, the mailman, strapped them up for the Utah Jazz back in the day. This Utah team has a very, very bright future with Gobert and Mitchell as the two mainstays of their franchise. That's for sure. So what are you looking at overall now? The the, the rest of this uh, the the rest of this bracket in the Western Conference. I mean, New Orleans already swept Portland.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alvin Gentry, great job, Alvin Gentry, and Quinn Snyder are the two best coaches in the West playoffs. coach Coaching your candidates for playoffs for sure.
0: All right, so you're looking at let, let's you know, like I said, not jumping the gun, but look, that series is over. Golden State could wrap it up tonight. They're up three to one. Well. We're looking at two great, in my opinion. These could be both upsets. We could be looking at a Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans, Western Conference Finals that completely take everyone by surprise where the Rockets and Warriors don't even play each other because I think the Pelicans have more than what it takes to beat a Golden State team that's not at full strength right now. Even if Curry comes back, you're going to take time assimilating him to the lineup, getting him back in rhythm, right? Yeah. I, yeah mean, I, mean, I mean, why can't Drew Holiday D up Steph Curry the way he D'd up Damian Lillard in the first round? I mean, you don't think Anthony Davis has enough star power to go toe-to-toe with Kevin Durant? absolutely so what are your thoughts on that second round matchup right there that we're looking towards
1: i don't like to jump look
0: entertain me a little bit man this is what's going to happen the golden state's not giving up their three to one league give me your thoughts on pelicans versus warriors potential matchup in the second round i
1: think you could go seven The, the big thing about about the golden state right now uh they're demolishing san antonio even though san antonio won the last game but i think it's more that san antonio the spurs they just don't have anything this year they don't you know, they got 40 year old Ginobili, or he's 102, I heard. They just don't have enough weapons. So, uh, the way that, uh, Go and say it. Is, is handling them is not a surprise. It's, it's not a testament to how good they are. We don't know how good they are.
0: Yeah. Well, Rajon Rondo, aka Playoff Rondo, is almost averaging a triple double in the playoffs right now. Eleven points per game, thirteen assists, and seven and a half rebounds per game. I mean, Rajon Rondo is shooting over forty percent on threes, almost fifty percent from the field overall. And then you had his backcourt mate, Drew Holiday, averaging almost twenty-eight points a game, six and a half assists. Almost four rebounds a game, 1.2 steals. These guys are playing, like I said, the Utah Jazz and the Pelicans are the two teams playing at a high level on both sides of the ball. And when you don't have a historic shooting team like the Warriors, jacking threes nonstop from downtown and making them at a high clip then that doesn't happen every year a lot of years it is the defensive team that wins the championships in the nba that's why that cliche still exists so watch out for the pelicans watch out for the jazz those are the two teams in my opinion that are going to wind up meeting in the western conference finals and those you're looking at one of two champions of the nba this season c- completely taking the league by storm the jazz of the pelicans book it you heard it here at first sports world we'll be right back with some eastern conference breakdown welcome back sports world to go baller and the family feud sports podcast here to break down some nba playoff palooza with the godfather mr allen dell i'm your host chris dell the mad journalist jumping in from the wild wild west to the eastern conference and really you know there's some closer series on the east than we're looking at at the west we got three of the four series tied up two to two some exciting basketball toronto and washington tied up at two to two cleveland indiana tied at 2-2, two to two and Boston-Milwaukee also tied at 2-2. Two to two. Mr. Allendale, do you see any upsets in any of these series? I think you picked the Bucks originally to beat the Celtics. You also, and I, I, you give yourself a pat on the back for this one, you actually picked Washington to beat Toronto in the first round, and... They got the better backcourt. They got the better superstars. Washington. Do you think they still got a chance going into Game Five in Toronto? Can Washington pull one out on the road?
1: The problem is Washington's been a very bad road team for two, three, four years. So I don't know how they can do on the road. But yeah, they have the backcourt. They've got the experience, but uh, I don't know if they can win on the road. And they got to win one on the road to make it, you know, to win the series.
0: This could be a pivotal Game Five here tonight. You know, Washington, Toronto. I mean. You look at overall. I'm sorry. Well, actually, that game's tomorrow now. We got Bucks-Celtics tonight, game five. Um, I mean, I still think Celtics are can take care of home court in this one, but Milwaukee just has the star power and the talent, it seems like, over Boston. Boston just plays more as a team, and it seems like that's been enough with the coaching of Brad Stevens on the sidelines to, to get them to this point. I mean, they look pretty dominant in their first two wins. Uh, Boston almost had game four in Milwaukee, but Milwaukee pulled it out, and as long as you win, that's all that matters. So... I think Milwaukee has as good a chance as anyone to to get ahead in this series if they can just put it together for one night. If Eric Bledsoe can just shut his mouth and actually score a couple of buckets for this team, uh, you're looking at a different story there. But how, how about Philadelphia to me? Uh, they're, they're looking like the front runners to take the Eastern yeah, Conference right now. right now. And I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think of that going in, of them like that. But you got a guy like Ben Simmons, obviously. He's playing at a high level still. Embiid's back. He's going to play at a high level. And an X-Factor like Dario Saric, who's got the size and the the offensive capabilities to, to be a leader on your team when your stars are on the bench or in foul trouble... I think Philly, to me, has the best road right now to make it to the finals. Just imagine the NBA, Adam Silver, he's he's not going to like the ratings on a a Philadelphia 76ers versus Utah Jazz or a a Philly 76ers uh, versus New Orleans Pelicans type matchup. But in my opinion, that's the way we're looking right now, unless Cleveland has something to say about it. What about your Cavs, man? Well... Let me get
1: back to Philadelphia. I, they, they took a couple of shots. Miami came out, really played dirty in Miami. It got real physical, that that ridiculous thing that Wayne Wade did throwing a player into the, the stands, whatever you want to call it. It was uncalled for. But Philly survived. So Philly can, Philly can take a punch. I think they can give it back and go to Cleveland. I'm not so sure about Cleveland. I, you, you know what's funny? You watch Cleveland play, and then you watch Utah play, and you know that... Utah, that's how you play basketball. With Cleveland, it's all LeBron. Everybody stands around four guys, and maybe every once in a while, he'll hit a wing guy. Kudos to Kyle Corver. He, he really won that game for them the other night, uh, hitting those big threes, eight points yep. in the fourth quarter.
0: Seems like he's the only guy giving the 100% effort out there on both sides of the court sometimes. Yeah, he's he, diving for loose balls. He's jumping out of bounds. And that's, you don't expect that from a three-point shooter.
1: Yeah, and, he, and he's shooting the ball well, too. So, he, I mean, he's a leading three-point shooter in the league percentage-wise. Him and Ingles, they're both at 44%. So, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. All uh, right. Cleveland, I, I say they're in a must situation again. Wednesday night, if they lose, I think I got to win two straight, including one in Indiana. Uh, I, I uh, That's a really tough chore. So I don't know how they won the game the other night. Uh, Indiana got cold in the last four minutes. Uh, Dwayne came, I mean... Uh, Nate McMillan said they started to play hero ball, and that doesn't work
0: for them. So. Yeah, well, it, it looks like the you know the Eastern Conference, I mean, th- these could be the second and third best teams in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs right now, and that doesn't say much for the decrepit Eastern Conference. I've been using that term all season long, and it's showing its face, it's showing its true colors here in the playoffs. I mean, Toronto, you know, they're a regular season team. That's, that is the definition of a regular season team, the Toronto Raptors, because they've got depth and, and they can you know put up points in bunches when the pressure is not on the line but when the pressure is on the line i mean there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to take a 3-1 series lead over washington and whether or not they even if they do win this series i don't think it bodes well for them in the second round uh but you know we could be if toronto does pull it out they might play cleveland maybe they play indiana i think cleveland the fact that they tied it up two to two they're in the driver's seat right now in this series i mean can't lebron just do it by himself at this I don't point
1: know. You know the TV networks—they're praying, they're nervous. They—they definitely don't want to see Indiana in advance. They want to—they want to—they want to have LeBron all the way through to the finals. I mean, that's what—it's great for ratings. So, uh,
0: LeBron James—I mean, just him—you figured he's the type of guy that usually gets his rest when he needs it, but yeah, he's got good. no room yeah. for rest. You know, he's laugh, leading good, the playoffs, yeah. forty-two point nine minutes per game. That's a full almost two and a half minutes ahead of Damian Lillard. And ahead of Paul George, who's at 40.3. The next two guys are Giannis Tanakumpo, the Greek freak, at 38.9. So LeBron James playing more minutes than anyone out of these yeah. playoffs. It's yeah. like old school Iverson out there playing every single minute. Is, is that bad for the Cavs? I think it's bad for LeBron.
1: I think it might cut his career short. And plus, he'll be going to the finals if they make it again. What, for a straight year? That yeah. that wears you out. Oh. You don't get much
0: rest. LeBron's also the second leading scorer in the playoffs right now, 32.5 anthony davis right above him at 33 per game so i i, I don't know i mean you, you talk about the Cavs. you know what do they have it, it i don't know
1: what do the Cavs
0: have well, I, I, they don't have a second superstar that's for sure yeah. kevin love's not that superstar he just seems like a role player that can rebound the ball yeah
1: well last game he got him foul trouble real quick picked up two. he had to sit for a long time that he never got his rhythm but uh the last couple of games he had the ball stolen from him about three times to- three or four times in the second half of the last two games and that hurt us you know especially in uh game two so
0: yeah well lebron james three, lebron should. james assist numbers are, are down more than they've been he's not in the top five of assists in the playoffs he's number four in rebounds at 11.8 so obviously the scoring load more on him, and I think he's stepped up and, and taken care of that for good reason so far, but um, yeah, you're looking look. at you know, even just, we talk about the Sixers again, because to me the Sixers are the only team that could beat the Cavs right now, even though the Cavs are sh- kind of struggling at this point um, Joel Embiid is, is a difference maker to me uh, when it comes down to it, he's the only big man outside of Anthony Davis that's really impacting both sides of the floor I mean, Joel Embiid, we know he could score but the guy's averaging four blocks a game this guy this guy can play defense as well and i think as long as he stays healthy and those guys the rest of those guys around him philly can hit threes in bunches so they're a really good outside shooting team and you combine that with the youth and that's athleticism that they have i don't think there's any reason why they couldn't beat lebron james in six games in a series they're gonna have the home court advantage over them i mean you think that would mean something at this point right yeah
1: yeah, Miami, I mean, uh, Cleveland just doesn't seem real physical. Jordan Clarkson, I saw him move out of a drive uh, the other game. He, he seems like he's shying away from the physicality. He had lost his confidence shooting, but last game he got it back. Larry Nance, to me, is a disappointment. He's the guy that supposedly can uh, some, bring some physicality to the game, but it really hasn't been shown. And then they tried Tristan Thompson. He's, he's in the Khloe Kardashian dungeon. He Mentally, he's, he's out of it, so... They don't have any, any muscle, any muscle up front. Uh, Kevin Love does a good job on rebounding. But uh, they, they need something more. And, and for whatever reason, Indiana is coming out slow all these last two games. You can't fall into those 18-point holes every night and expect to win.
0: So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this again. I've asked you this on the last two podcast episodes. I'm hoping you're going to give me a different answer. But you be honest here with, with the sports world listening in. Are the Cavs and the Warriors going to reach the finals again wow. for the fourth straight year? You said it was going to happen before the playoffs started. With it right Do you now. still feel confident in your Cavs? And this, this you, I, I can't sit down and watch a Cavs game with you. You're just screaming at the screen every two seconds, man. You, you, you. No, hate, I want good it's basketball. It's a love hate. It's no, a love I, hate, I, man. I,
1: I don't like the standing around basketball. I like good basketball. I, I love watching Utah play the way they move the ball, share the ball. No one cares who scores. But Cleveland, it's, it's LeBron. He's the system. And that's what I wonder. If he goes to another team next year, how's he going to fit in? He, he, he is the system, right? Is he going to be coach. Will, He's the coach? Is the GM? He
0: gonna,
1: is he going to be willing to take a side role? I, I don't think so. Didn't work with uh, Kyrie Irving. He left. He didn't want to be. Uh, you where know,
0: where do you Where do you think go? LeBron ends up? Let's say I, they, I
1: don't know. It, it's hard to say. Could wind up in Cleveland. It depends on deals. I mean, where could he go? If he goes to Philly. Uh, Ben Simmons is a point guard. He wants a ball.
0: I still think it's a possibility he could go to San Antonio. Wow. He, he doesn't mind. I mean, he obviously lives in Cleveland. He doesn't mind living in a smaller market type of town. He respects Pop. He's
1: got a house in L.A. too. So well, yeah, but, but I'm
0: house. saying he doesn't mind living in a non-major market like Cleveland or San Antonio, for example. He's already expressed his love and respect for Pop. Probably the only coach he respects in the NBA and talk about a team that could be without its system or its star player in Kawhi Leonard. Yeah,
1: it seems like yeah,
0: Maybe LeBron replaces Kawhi, and you're seeing LeBron and LaMarcus and Pop try to, try to make a final run for it. Nice I spot. hope we haven't seen the last of G- Ginobili, even if the Spurs lose tonight. I mean, because this guy's playing at a pretty damn high level. He almost won that game by himself for him the other night yeah. in Game 4. So, what fi- final thoughts? Any any big predictions and new thoughts going into this next the end of the first round here entering the second round oh, the next so week
1: ways to go so uh billy donovan better pack his bags because i think he'll be gone i think paul george will be gone who knows where he goes lakers maybe so
0: well you heard it here first folks Mr. Dell, the godfather. Ginobili. Ginobili, baby. My boy. Lefties all day. Joe Ingles, Mano Ginobili. Need to get both those jerseys ASAP. You heard it here first. Sports World. We'll be right back in a few days here with some more NBA playoff action. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.